Hello and welcome to the Conquering Confidence podcast for the woman who is ready to stop doubting herself, to speak her truth without fear and stand in her power. I'm your host, Rachel Kate. I'm a confidence coach and I'll help you change your life one step at a time, just like I did, whilst also raising my two beautiful children. I'm obsessed with reminding women, just like you, that life is way too short to be anyone but yourself without giving a fuck what anyone thinks and teaching you how. I am so glad that you are here, Queen, and I cannot wait to share today's episode with you. So let's dive in. Hey, hey, welcome back to the Conquering Confidence Podcast. I'm Rachel Kate, your host, and it is so great to have you here, gorgeous. Okay, so really quickly, I want to shout out to those of you who have sent me some beautiful DMs during the launch of this podcast because your support has meant so much to me and really brightened my days while I've been birthing this baby of mine into the world metaphorical baby, of course. (laughs) So I hope by now that you're starting to get a sense of what this whole confidence thing means to me. And before we dive too deep into this whole journey together, I want you to know why I'm not just passionate, but probably somewhat obsessed with it. So I touched on in episode one, about who I am and where I am today, being somewhere that I never, ever thought was possible for me. And in comparison, the woman that I am now is definitely not the same woman I was for most of my life up until as recent as two and a half years ago. I feel like when many people first meet me, they quickly assume this shit is all second nature to me. Maybe that's because of, you know, the smile that I so often wear, or that they think that I've had some privilege to begin with, or have just never faced anything truly difficult in my life. And that is just not the case. And I really want you to know that I get what it's like to feel lost, alone, and like nobody could even begin to understand. And I 100% get how it feels that No matter how much you do or how much you give, it's never enough. I have lived with deafening doubts and always questioning everything I do or say being the right thing. I know what it's like to want more for yourself, but simultaneously be just paralyzed by fear. I also get what it's like to experience loss, shame, abandonment, abuse, anxiety, total overwhelm, crippling comparison, self-consciousness, and finding yourself at breaking point. I couldn't possibly tell you all the crazy shit that has happened to me in my life in just this one episode. This has been a fucking long journey for me. But no matter what I have faced, I feel like I have just kept getting back up, even when I have had all of the reasons in the world to stay down. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about that from here. So let's just rewind the clock and go back to how this all came to be. I was born and raised in Melbourne and my early years were spent living on this beautiful property amongst farmland. My mum was a stay-at-home mum and my dad worked full-time in accounting and was was the breadwinner in our family. At two years old, I became the eldest of two girls, and life was pretty great, you know. I was the athletic girly girl, and I did dancing from the time I could walk, pretty much, and performing on stage from the age of four, which I loved. Later on, I went on to attend a highly regarded ballet academy run by an ex-Australian ballet company ballerina, so I took it all pretty seriously. 
At the same time, I was a figure skater and this sport was just my greatest love. Eventually, I ended up choosing skating over dancing because there was something magical about the freedom of feeling the cold wind on your face as you glided carelessly across the ice that I just couldn't say no to. I went on to become a national figure skater, traveling Australia with my mum. But the downside to all of this was that with the culture of the sports that I was involved in, I felt like I was in constant competition and comparison with all the other girls. There were times I felt unfairly overlooked and not good enough to make it, if you know what I mean. Behind the scenes, things weren't that great at home. When I was five, I split up my first fight between my parents and things between them just kept getting patched up or overlooked for a fair few years. We even ended up moving house altogether, but at the age of 10, my parents finally separated. Things were so bad between them after that. They couldn't even speak on the phone without fighting. So me, being the eldest, became their little messenger. And it was at this time that I started people-pleasing. I was passing these messages on that would result in either one of my parents becoming reactive and saying nasty things about the other one. It was horrible to be in the middle of. We lived with mum, but home became really stressful as we continued growing up. My mum's mum, who was a German World War II immigrant, moved in with us after a late-stage cancer diagnosis. And sadly, she declined surgery and chemo took a big toll on her body. But in the end, it really felt like she gave up fighting in her mind first. And this was one of the first times that I really saw how powerful our mind could be in creating something into our reality for us. Back at home with mum grieving, my sister and I found ourselves fighting with mum more than ever. And I was in my rebellious stage by them. And mum was trying to really just protect whatever she had left. And it was hard. At the end of our teens, mum ended up being diagnosed with a mental health condition. And I can now see that she struggled for so many years, but always tried to have our back in the best way that she could. Getting treatment eventually helped to really improve her and our relationships between her, my sister and I. So things are really great between us today. Speaking of being rebellious though, <laughs> I quit school in year 11 and moved to Queensland on my own. After a couple of months there, I met a guy and a year later in 2010, I got married at 35 weeks pregnant and had my daughter at the age of 19. I put all my dreams and ambitions on hold to be a wife and a mum. I was very young and very naive. And I thought that I was winning at life because I'd reached the big milestones before anyone else that I knew. But after having my daughter, I did have a postnatal depression for some time afterwards. And I had no support either. I was isolated from my family who still lived two states away down in Victoria. And all of my friends that I did have just dropped off the face of the earth because at that age, no one was settling down or having families. It was just me. And I 
slowly began to feel really lost and in that vulnerable state. I did what I thought good wives do and just took on the role of letting my husband leave and just being his number one support. What actually ended up being created when I did that was a controlling marriage dynamic and at one point nearly cost me my friggin' life. In early 2012, we were minutes from being taken by floodwaters on my husband's, I'm over this, so let's just pack up our car and move to Melbourne trip. I will never, never forget pitch black, surrounded by water in every single direction and calling the police for help. Looking at my daughter in the back seat of our car and strapped up in her car seat, the car is filled with everything we owned. And I was overcome with sickening fear, shaking. And I will also never forget the relief of seeing headlights come over the horizon that night and knowing that we were going to make it. Unfortunately, things did not get a whole lot better from there. In fact, they only went downhill first. Just two months later, at the age of 21, I celebrated my daughter's second birthday with a small family party with all of my family, and we had a really beautiful day, lots of fun seeing her play with all her new presents. And the next day, in the evening, I missed a call from my dad. I thought it was a bit odd that he was ringing me right on dinner time, and I thought, I'm just going to have to call him back another time. That night at 2.30 in the morning, I woke up to a call from my auntie. My dad had passed away in a domestic violence accident with his partner. From that point on, my life really started falling apart bit by bit. We attended the court hearings for months afterwards, which led to me struggling with severe stress and anxiety, which borderlined on PTSD. I was a mess and I was in so much pain. My husband didn't really know how to support me at that time, so eventually he kicked me out, keeping my daughter away from me. I felt so deeply betrayed, and I, I didn't know what to do at that point. I just ran from the pain for a good six months. Eventually, feeling pretty lost and lonely, we did end up getting back together. And in 2014, I had my son at the age of 23. My God, this boy helped to finally crack open my heart again to let love in. In 2016, at the age of 25, I had my first holy fuck awakening. Faced with the choice of having another baby, I realized that I was so deeply unhappy in my marriage. We had moved around nonstop since we got together, from Brisbane to Melbourne a dozen times over, followed by drama, money troubles, family fighting, and mental and emotional abuse. I made the really tough decision right then that I had to leave and I had to do it for me. I needed to heal and unfortunately, my ex was pretty damn horrible about it. He tried to make things very difficult or at least it felt like he did. I really tried my best to co-parent with him for a year and a half after that, but it was so bad. It was even worse than being together. So after my ex-husband ended up giving me 100% care of the kids and revoked his financial support, I moved away for a new relationship in 2018. And this was going to be my fresh start in a brand new place where my ex could not stalk me or get to me, right? Well, that was a great plan. But less than a year in, I found myself in a toxic, abusive situation. 
really hoping that what was happening wasn't actually true and it wasn't actually going to stay like that and that maybe somehow it would all work out. It was one of the worst times of my life. I was drinking, smoking and numbing out to cope. I was stuck in survival mode. I was riddled with anxiety and I became super obsessed with how I looked and over-exercised to A, feel some sort of oxytocin in my body and good about myself and B, make myself more desirable so maybe then I'd be good enough for the relationship to improve. Well, after two years, it never got any better. And then the great lockdowns of 2020 hit New South Wales, where we lived. That was the final straw. Things became 50 times worse. The abuse became intense. And the day that I saw fear in my kids' eyes, I knew I had to do something. At that point, I was so fucking scared. I didn't know how this was all going to work out. I just, I just knew I had to do something. And I also felt so ashamed of staying so long and just stupid for having hope that things could have got better. Like I felt like a real idiot for the fact that I had moved for this person, moved my whole life and my children. And there we were. This was really my rock bottom. At the same time, I was just done giving a fuck what anyone would think about my situation. I just wanted to be happy. So I secretly organized to move out. I packed up all my things and started over. I worked up the courage to end my generational cycle of domestic violence. The very thing that had cost my dad his life when my kids were 10 and 6. This changed our lives forever. I just knew that Fuck, I couldn't pass this shit on to my kids. And so I had to find a way to heal. And I had to find a way to turn this shit around. I had no idea what it was going to take, but I thought that surely there has to be a way. And I'm going to find a way to have a better life than this shit. I was just so determined in that moment that I was not going to let this pattern be my story. And I slowly realized that I had somehow attracted these people and these situations into my life. So I got up and I got to fucking work. I did programs, I hired mentors, coaches, and I had therapists. I tried all the things and then some. The process was really fucking tough some days. I was working by day, parenting around work, and then working on me once my kids went to bed at night. It was an intense time. Investing in myself with money and time and fuck, just just trusting, feeling like I was just blindly trusting that someday it would all pay off and things would be okay. Well, today, over two years after I left that last relationship, my life is totally different. It feels like I am in a whole different season as a whole new woman. I've never felt so good about who I am. And I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh yeah, I've arrived and everything's perfect now. Because I truly believe that we never stop evolving and growing. Like as humans, we are meant to continually evolve. That's why we age the way we do, right? But This girl now is unrecognizable to the woman who put up with all of the shit that I did in the past, who stayed quiet and played by all the rules and never rocked the boat or upset anyone, but was secretly dying on the inside. To think of how far I have come from those days, 
Whew. There are no words. My kids are 12 and 8 now. I have an amazing partner who I love so much. I'm a coach doing what I always wanted to do. I have the most beautiful connections in my life. I have this massive sense of purpose and I know exactly where I'm headed. And even in just saying that though, obviously life still has challenges, right? Late last year, my partner and I lost our daughter in utero and we're still on our journey to creating our own family, which I believe will happen for us when it's meant to. What I really want you to know about my story is that it doesn't matter what cards you're dealt in life. It does not matter what shitty hand you get. All that matters is what you choose to do next. We always have a choice and that is our power. That is the one thing that no one can take away from us. We always get to choose how we respond next. So if you feel like you're stuck in the same loop in life, then maybe it's time to ask the question, how might I be contributing to all of this? And look at it with curiosity, not with judgment or with blame or with, oh, I've really fucked up for doing what I've done up to this point. No, none of that at all. Just with open curiosity and wonder. Because I waited for years for other people to change so that my life could finally start getting better. And guess what? They never did. But the moment that I started taking responsibility for me, that's when everything changed. So my journey of self-growth and healing my shit has been honestly the best thing I've ever done. All the time and the thousands of dollars that I have invested really, really did pay off. And that blind faith that I had, it was real. It all came fucking true because you just can't unlearn what you learn once you go on this journey. If I hadn't taken the leap to do it, I'd still be stuck in the same poor me thinking, feeling victimized and that everything, everyone was out to get me and that I was just not good enough and unworthy of anything I desired. Possibly still be in my marriage with like four to five kids by now or in that toxic relationship living in fear. Like who knows? I simply want you to know that when I say I changed my life, I actually overcame every circumstance or obstacle that was thrown at me to be here right now. So when women come to me with their reasons of why it can't happen for them, I often think, try me. I want to end today's episode by inviting you to consider yourself lucky that you woke up today, that you're still here, awake, alive, and breathing and moving Because there's so many people out there who don't get that freaking chance. All of them probably thought today would be promised, but it never came for them. They never got this opportunity. This is why I believe that life is way too fucking short to be anyone but yourself. And I think it's about time to start finding a little faith that no matter where you are, you get to fucking choose at any moment, in this moment, and in this moment. And in this moment, the only real question that remains is, what will you do next? Okay, my love, that is all for today. I am so deeply honored to have been able to share this with you for the first time ever. It is actually the first time that I have shared this story, the story of my life, the story of what I've been through and what I've faced and how I got to where I am today publicly for the first time ever. So thank you so much for 
taking the time to hear this and to let me tell you that I freaking get it. I get it. And none of what I will be sharing with you in this podcast is just some shit that I took off the internet or something that someone else taught me. It's shit that I've actually lived through and had to learn from myself. So with that, darling, I am sending you so much love and the most amazing day and can't wait to see you again super soon. Thank you so much for your valuable time and energy today, gorgeous. I am so honored that you chose to listen to this podcast. Like, honestly. It is my mission to help women create the confidence that they are most craving. So please share this episode or this podcast with a woman who you know needs this in their life. It would mean the world to me. I love you so freaking much and I'll see you next episode.